0: Hello and welcome to episode 135 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bug from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. Join me as always is the Glorious League Freak, who you can find on Twitter at League Freak. How are you going there, mate?
1: I'm going really well. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm doing good. It feels a bit yeah. odd doing podcasting while the sun is up. I know.
1: I do all my best work at night. I've heard. Yeah. It's all solo work, but anyway. Yeah, um, mate, we've got a heap of, heap of news on today. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Not, no massive stories, but lots of small stories that we're going to cover because we like to keep our listeners up to date with everything that's going on in rugby league.
0: Exactly, and it's news from all over the world, not just Australia. Yeah. So we're, we're not insular.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we're, a, we're a podcast of the entire world. That's right.
0: So I think we should start off with the biggest news we have first. Yeah. Moses and by looks like he's going to be moving to hooker at the West Tigers.
1: Nice.
0: Um, nice. This has come about because the swap deal, which I was hopeful for, yeah. but largely didn't think it was going to work, Yeah. Um, between Tigers, Paul Momorowski, and the Storms, Harry Grant got turned down by the NRL because essentially it would put the Storm over the salary cap by about 16000
1: or something like that. Well, that doesn't sound like the storm at all. Um, oh, man, why am I getting a phone call? I'm not answering it. They can go Oh, away. mate, you've got to. I'm not answering it. I don't know the number. I've got no idea who the number is, and I don't answer numbers I don't know. Hey. Oh, man, you, you had to. If it was someone. We had I, a rule and you broke it. Yeah, I did. I broke it. If it was someone I knew, I'd answer it. I've got no
0: nah, idea. man, answering the ones you don't know, thats that's the big one. Yeah. That's uh, where the gold is. <laughs> we well, just lost ten minutes of podcasting time when you have to fill with random inane banter. I know
1: we're gonna to have to talk about rugby league. This is fucked. Well um,
0: speaking of fucked, yes. most of them by playing hooker.
1: Yeah. Well when when you consider that his best football last year was at in the centres and that the West Tigers are now going into the season with a guy who's a utility player that will be playing at hooker because their main hooker is injured and their backup hooker is dealing with all sorts of other issues. Like, it's not a real good place to be. You would have
0: thought last year when Jacob Little got injured and the Mm. Tigers knew that Robbie Farrell was retiring that they would have thought, let's make finding a hooker a priority right now So we've got one when the season proper starts next year. Give ourselves like seven months or so to get ourselves a genuine nine for next year.
1: Instead, they've sat on their hands and done fuck all. Yeah, but to be fair, I mean, it was only seven months. I mean, they need a little bit more time. Uh, They like to move at a different pace there at the West Tigers under Potato. So I'm sure they'll have it all sorted out in two or three years' time. They'll have their hookers sorted out, and it'll be good. The thing that gets me is the fact that, I mean, the thing that's synonymous
0: between the West Tigers mm-hmm. and the hooker position mm-hmm. is the number nine. Yeah. And you thought it was pretty clear what they had to do. Let's sort out the nine. We've got to get the nine right. And no, we're not going to bother this year. Um, yeah. Moses and Bayer is he would he would work as a hooker with a strong pack around him mm-hmm. tigers don't have a strong pack um and so it's not a, it's not the worst pack but it's not the strongest it's not it's not one of the eight best packs and no. so it means that at least half the games this year even more than that the tigers are going to be on the back foot up front and you can't have uh utility back filling in at hooker when you're going to be when you're gonna have a team that's gonna get dominated up front. That's well, why Farrow was handy. He could get him on the front foot, he could he could do that sort of stuff, but
1: yeah. this is not gonna work. I, I think you'd need to look at it in a more positive light. The West Tigers have the most expensive hooker in the NRL. Well uh. <laughs> Yeah.
0: I wouldn't say most expensive, I'd say most absurdly overpriced. Yeah, there is that way to look at it as well, I guess. (laughs) He's about $800,000 over his asking price for that position.
1: I tell you what, he'll make a good first grader one day. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: I I honestly don't know what they were thinking. Because this is the thing (laughs) thing that irritates me. Isaac Luke came off contract and he was looking, actually asking around, looking for a club, and fans are saying, come to the West Tigers. And he said... I'll go anywhere if anyone wants to get in touch with me. Mm. He was delivered on their lap.
1: And they went, yeah. well, let's get a
0: centre.
1: Yeah. And, and then they were like, "Oh, let's not get the best centre in the entire world. Let's get someone that another club doesn't want.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, I'm not saying that they, they didn't need a centre. They did, but at the same time, you've got to get your spine sorted you yeah. got to get your forwards yeah. sorted. They're, they're your two priorities more than anything else. And, you know, to to have Isaac Luke was such a perfect option because he was just looking for a one-year deal, mm-hmm. which is all the Tigers would have needed him for. Because mm-hmm. Little was going to come back midway through this season. Um, and so you could have Isaac Luke sitting on the bench when he comes back and they could do 40 minutes each, help help Little sort of ease back into the game and not not, you know, run the risk of him getting injured again. And they destroyed it. And then another player came on, and that was Cameron King. Yeah, yeah, He was looking for a club. And Tigers stood around and, well, seeing what sort of pictures the clouds make in the sky, and Cronulla went and signed Cameron King.
1: And it's not like... I mean, we've seen some pretty decent hookers moving around in the off-season and even going into... Like the free agency period last year. It's not like there weren't some pretty good replacements around. Like they knew Farrell was leaving. They just they knew it. They knew yeah. it early last year. Why didn't they sort this out? They just one of I think that they're possibly the worst run club in the game. Like I
0: I could not argue with it. The the Titans are probably very, very close. Yep. Yeah. But Danny Levi, another player. I mean, he's played four tests for New Zealand. He was available.
1: Corusau, like the Panthers got Corusau, you know, when he come off contract. And this is at a point where the West Tigers knew they needed a hooker for the following season. There's so many hookers that have been trading places. And the West Tigers sat there with their thumb up their ass the whole time. Wade Egan?
0: Yep. Another one. went over to the Warriors? It's It's just insane. So, I don't know. at this stage, I would even accept, begrudgingly, Andrew McCulloch as the hooker at the West Tigers over Moses
1: and Byer because at least he knows the job. Yeah, he's a, fir- he's, he's a first-grade hooker, you know, yeah. and, and I say that as in he has first-grade experience of playing hooker. Um, it's crazy to think that, you know, at points, you, we might see Benji Marshall playing at hooker, oh. and, and that's ridiculous.
0: It is worth noting that Moses Mbai has played hooker, yeah, five times. Uh huh. The first time was the 2014 Grand Final, yeah, which the Bulldogs, which he lost 30 to six, and then four times in 2017 for the Bulldogs. So against Brisbane, lost 42 12. Against Penrith, lost 16 to eight. Against Parramatta, lost 20 to four, and against South, lost 28 14. So he's yet to win a game after five cracks at hooker.
1: Yeah, but he's due for a win.
0: It's it augurs well for the Tigers, and he, he has he has these this stint Hooker every three years,
1: and loses. Yeah, and you know what you know what it shows. He hasn't got a, a position because he keeps getting moved around.
0: He does. Um, the only position where he's had you know, he's been consistently set in the position and has a winning record is in the halves at half back end of five, eighth. Yeah. Um, he's had seven wins and six losses at center, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the, his record in the halves is, is much stronger. Yeah. And so I dare say they're looking at this year as being the year where he's just filling in wherever he can. And next year he's going to take over at number six from Benji Marshall. But if that's the case,
1: why sign Billy Walters? Yeah, it, makes, I, I, it doesn't make it, it makes no sense at all. Like you sort of look at their moves and the plays they've got, the plays they've missed out on, and stuff, and you're like, there doesn't seem to be a plan here. They seem to be just going along and trying to grab opportunities as they pop up in front of them, but there's no long term plan. Like, yeah, the main plan should have been we need a hooker. Robbie Farris told us he's retiring. And they didn't do it. No.
0: And they're going to try and manufacture a hooker. And that, that's going to work well.
1: But um, at least they've got Luciano Leilua. Good signing, potato. Maybe, maybe they should make him hooker. Why not? He'd be the biggest hooker in the history of the game outside <laughs> of Kieran Cunningham. Well, that's true. <laughs> um... Now
0: on to some more positive news. Yep. Ash Taylor really, really,
1: really, really wants
0: to play footy now because he's a dad.
1: Nice. Nice. Cool. You know what they should do? They should give him a million bucks for the privilege.
0: (laughs) I'm going to ask you this question. Yes. If Ash Taylor has another really dud season, and I'm I'm not saying as bad as last year, okay, but one season where he's, He's still not that good, and the Titans are still struggling, and they fail to get outside the bottom four, say. Yeah. Who will sign him next year? Well, is is this his last year contracted? I think this is his last year on contract.
1: Man, that's a really good question. Like, on form that he's shown, and when you think about the clubs around the league and who needs halfbacks, like, I, I can't see anyone signing him, hey?
0: It's The only team that's going to need a seven with experience
1: is the Warriors because they, I think they're losing Blake Green at the end of the year. Yeah, and, and, Blake, and Blake Green, what's he? He's 35, I think, 36, something like that. 43 and or something. That... <laughs> <laughs> He's been around a while. Yeah. Wouldn't Ash Taylor be the most Warriors signing? That's a <laughs> <Weird.
0: laughs> Oh, He so would.
1: Like they, they're going, there's the, and I haven't confirmed it yet, but they're getting Ben Murdoch Masilla next year, um, yeah. which is a weird signing. They spent the world record for a rugby league transfer on Sam Tompkins. Uh, there's just so many dumb moves that the Warriors make. Really, really dumb moves. That would be such a Warriors move. I kind of hope it happens. Not for Warriors fans, they deserve better. But just I don't know for the the spectacle of it all.
0: Yeah, I tell you what, this is for me. This is what Ash Taylor has to do this year to remain on his salary mm-hmm. and at that club that he's at at the moment. Yeah, and that is dally Player of the Year, mm-hmm. and the Titans need to finish at least in the top ten somewhere. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Other if, than that, he's
1: looking yeah. at a pay cut next and his next deal and the we'll Savage say- one. Say you're the Titans, right, and you've just come out of a season that was a train wreck. And the train wreck, let's be honest, it started when Ash Taylor didn't play football, and he's the highest-paid player at the club by a long way. When Ash Taylor comes off contract, you run, don't you? You run in the opposite direction. You just say to him, listen, Ash, we, we're parting ways now.
0: I I agree. I'll tell you what, it, it does worry me because – As a Tigers fan, Mm. our halfback is possibly one of the cheapest halfbacks on the market, other than any rookies that have come through in the last two or three years. They haven't had a a deal upgrade yet. Mm -hmm. If Ash Taylor comes off contract then after a crap year and the Titans say, sorry, Ash, we don't want you anymore, they're going to have his money available to spend.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And it's the Gold Coast. We know that the players in that player poll, they said that was the number one destination. Yeah, they want to be there. Tell you what, if I
0: was running the Titans, I'd say for one year, I'd say Cameron Smith. How about you come up here and be a halfback for
1: one year? We'll give you a million bucks. Ooh. Man, that's got to be that would have to be tempting to him
0: because they need they need someone like that along the lines to change the culture within the players within the club to try and give them that. Culture of success and hard work and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, I I think the problem they've really got right now, and we'll see how the coach goes, but uh, I think their main problem right now is that since Mal Meninga turned up to fix the club, they've only got worse. And like they're another team, a little bit like the West Tigers. What's the plan? You know? I, I think just for the I'd Titans
0: say, the, their plan is to survive because that's what the last one didn't do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah but with I mean Ash Taylor, you just if they re-sign Ash Taylor, even if they re-sign him at 40% of what he's on right now, so he's one of the he'd be the cheapest halfback in the league at that point. Uh if they re-sign him at $400,000 just write the Titans off because they're making stupid decisions.
0: Yeah. I just want to have a quick gander here um, at the Titans squad. Mm. Yeah, most of their players are coming off contract between the end of this year and the end of next year. I Mm. wouldn't be surprised if the team that the Titans have in 2022 looks almost completely different to the one they're going to have even at the start of next year. Yeah. I see a massive broom going through that place very shortly.
1: And they need it because last year they just gave up. Like, they've got talent. There's no doubt about that, but they just didn't put in. And you just can't. I I can't redeem a team, an entire team that does that. Um, There's one or two players I might hold on to. But outside of that, if they if they got rid of every single player in that Titans team, it'd be a good thing. Yeah, look, I think um, Brimson, uh,
0: very very good player. Uh, Fatuiaka, he's a beast of a prop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyrone Peach is an absolute standout player. Nathan Pete's great number nine, um, and someone the Tigers should chase because they've already got Mitch Rain there as well. The Titans.
1: Well, that's the thing. Why don't the Tigers go to the Titans and say, you're going to have to do a clean-out anyway. You've got two first-grade hookers you're paying for. What club does that? And, and yeah. just, you know, just try something. Go to them and say, how's about a
0: swap? Nathan, Pete, for Moses and buy. Because <laughs> the way I look at it too is um, Moses and buy can... Playing at centre, given that they've tried Tyre and Peachy there and failed, because he's not an out-and-out centre. Yeah. He's just an X-factor you bring on off the bench and just let him do whatever the hell he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, so put him by at centre, or you can play, or well, you don't need to put him at full-back now, now that you've got Brimson there.
1: You can put him in the halves if you See, need I'll, to. I would say this if I was the Titans, though, from the Titans side. By is the absolute opposite of what we should be looking at. <laughs> True. <laughs> But he's an upgrade on Ash Taylor because at least he turns up and plays. Well, that is a positive. You know, he does turn (laughs) up to play. Did they ever work out what he was allergic to, by the way, during the State of Origin camp? I think it was Peanuts. Really? It was just Peanuts? Yeah. Anaphylaxis.
0: Wow. That's crazy. How's that? Even pronounced it properly first time around. Yeah, he did. Mail that. Um... Other player movement news, there's a bit of it around, coming from the Sharks and the Roosters. Uh, mm. Josh Morris really, 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 really wants to play alongside his brother Brett at the Roosters. And he even made a comment saying, "What would you know? how would they feel if they wanted to go and play with their brother or something like that? And I thought, you've done that at two clubs already, mate.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, can we literally cut the cord? You know, he shared a <laughs> womb with him. For nine months, I think he can get by playing at another club for a little while. It's not like he's has separated by the fucking Berlin Wall. Eight <laughs> kilometers up the road, you dickhead.
0: <laughs> he's just a quick, he's just one hour on the train. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done it. I used to live in Southern. I used to work at Bondi. It, it doesn't. It doesn't take much effort. You just sit on a train. You can text him on the train.
1: FaceTime just him. They'd be FaceTime Hey, hey, remember that time we shared a womb? <laughs> yeah, that oh, was good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm really missing you still, though. It's like, come on, grow up.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering why... You know, I'm wondering if it's actually Josh that's seen Cronulla at the moment. Maybe it's Brett that's down there. Would anyone know? No, they wouldn't know. Um, it's, so, it's a one. other news there is... And the reason why that move is going ahead, obviously, is because... The Sharks have got three first-grade centres and only two spots to fill, really. Yeah. And the Roosters have only got one centre yeah. and one and one semi-vacancy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, So much so, they're talking about having Angus Crichton playing at centre, which he would do okay, and he's he's the right sort of build
1: for it and runs the right sort of line, so he'd work okay there. I heard uh, Brad Fittler suggesting that Mitch Orbison might play there as well. Well, he's done a fair bit of it as well. Yeah. But I think, I think Orbison should probably
0: just be a back row from now on. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd prefer to see Crichton in the centres, but um, that, that's what's going on there because the, the Sharks have got um, Jesse Rabian back at the club as well as Bronson Cherry.
1: So... Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit going on between the two clubs because they got Kyle Flanagan from the Sharks and that was a big, big signing. And the Sharks would have been really disappointed with that one. And then there's talk that, uh, and Bronson Sherry has said that he has turned down a contract extension with the Sharks. That was going to be a five year contract extension. Um, but he will see out the remainder of his contract. And there's a lot of talk that he will go and play for the Roosters. And now you've got Morris that's saying, well, I want to go and play for the Roosters now to play with my brother. And, so there's a little bit going on there, right? And yeah. so, and we talked about this before the podcast. Did another fantastic podcast before the podcast. Sensational, <laughs> really good. So you find the sharks, and I, I, I kind of, I want Morris to stay, right? They've they're about to start the season. You can't just say a couple of weeks out from the season start, oh yeah, I want to go elsewhere, even though I'm under contract. I don't care about feelings, you know. He signed a contract, yeah. Uh, um if I'm the Sharks, I say, listen, we will we will, let you have Morris and we will pay his entire salary this year. But you have to take Matt Moylan off our hands and take his salary as well. And that's the only way we're going to let this entire thing play out because Moylan is injured right now. He's been injured the entire offseason. He's had a couple of – I think he had a – a calf injury, and I think now he has, might be a hamstring or something. So his entire off-season, despite not playing games, he's been injured. Yeah. If they can get him off their books, I think it would be worth the tax to lose Morris.
0: Oh, definitely, because they've already got a centre ready to take his spot anyway. Yeah. So that would be a huge deal for
1: the Sharks. Yeah. Would the
0: Roosters say yes to it?
1: Uh well they they would have freed up a bit of money from um Latron Mitchell, would be Mitchell leaving. going, yeah. And then Kronk left as well. Yeah. So they should have a little bit of money there. And you're getting Morris for free. That's a bloody good deal. Yeah, but then you're paying for Moylan. Well, can you justify it as and look, I don't I would guess that Morris isn't on massive money. I think he'd be on reasonable money put it that way and and obviously Moylan is on ridiculous money um
0: i'll, I'll take a guess i'll say i'll say josh morris is on about four or five hundred thousand and Moylan will be on about 800
1: yeah so could so as the roosters could you say look we're getting we're getting morris we're basically by paying out Moylan's entire contract we're getting morris and Moylan for about four hundred grand each. Yeah, I think you could make that justification, especially if you think to yourself, "Okay, we'll get Moilan uh, fit. We'll give him time to get ready and stuff. He might be a handy backup in the halves. Uh, he, you know, I, I think that maybe they could justify that, but they would have to take him off off of the Sharks' hands forever. You know yeah. they." It it, it couldn't be any sort of deal where the Sharks pay a cent for Moylan. I wonder if they could make that happen. Because if I'm the Sharks, I'd do that for two reasons. Number one, i get rid of Moylan. He's done, in my opinion. And number two, I don't think the Sharks are going to win the premiership this year. So uh, losing Morris, I I don't think it's going to be the make or break for their premiership season. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: no, I agree too. Um, so I, I I reckon that's probably not a bad idea. I just wonder whether the roosters would be that generous to the sharks. Um, yeah. I think that's the sort of deal that the sharks could put to the tigers and the tigers would jump all over it and say, no, 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 no. What you should do is say, we will give you Josh Morris and we will give you Matt Moylan and in return, we the West Tigers have to pay their
1: salaries in full. Yeah, yeah, that's what the Tigers would do. Or they'd be like, they'd be like, you know what? I I like this idea. We get Moylan and we get Morris, but we're having a problem. Man, we we need to move somebody whose salary is about the same size as Luke Brooks's. Could you take Luke Brooks? Off- <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
1: like, yeah, I think we can do that.
0: But only if we can swap him with Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson yeah. costs a bit more, but if you're happy <laughs> to do that swap, we can make a way, Yeah, we'll we'll
1: do that. That that seems fine. That seems fine. It's all cool because we'll back end Johnson's contract. So when he's like 37, he'll be on like a million dollars. It'll work out great. I I really really hope
0: that Justin Potato doesn't listen to this because he's sitting there going, "Man, he's right. He's got a notepad down.
1: These are great yeah. ideas." Yeah, he's scribbling away right now. See, I think you and me should be running the West Tigers, hey? I think we'd get them back on track. I'll get my daughter to run them. Yeah. You get, like, I reckon you could get, like, a below-average fantasy rugby league player on the super coach or NRL CEO or whatever, and they would run the Tigers better.
0: Yep. I've got no doubt about it. Yeah. Oh, dear. Now, up in up in Brisbane, mm-hmm. they've got uh, a young player there who they've recruited from the Reds rugby union side up there, Isaiah Paris or Parisi. Yeah, he's been charged with multiple drug offences and has been dumped by the Broncos club. It's nice that the Broncos are starting to show some sort of morality. I mean, if when it comes to other drugs like alcohol, you know related ones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people get aggressive and want to start fighting in other countries. Mm. Uh, they're a little bit hesitant. But when it comes to these other different types of drugs,
1: you know, they're they're quick to bring the hammer down. Yeah, I would just like the Broncos to go five and a half minutes without someone getting arrested for something. Hey, it'd be cool. It'd be really given, nice change.
0: Given the amount of drama that's going on at the club, how much of this has to come back to the lack of leadership from the coach? Because you never really heard of stuff like this under Wayne Bennett. Yeah, well, I guess there's that that does come into it. I mean, you know, the yeah. the the night on the pokies before the game where they got absolutely fucked by Parramatta in the finals.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and there's a I I guess the coach sets the tone for the entire club. You know. And the tone right now, the Brisbane Broncos, is pretty terrible. And, you know, they got what they paid for in the coach. I still don't understand why they thought he was the golden boy. Um, everything that he's shown so far has proven that he's not all that good of a coach or a man manager or, a, I mean, he's he acted like a drama queen for most of last year. Oh, um, that
0: that tizzy with, with Wayne Bennett in the media. Bennett just sat
1: back and went... I'm just going to sit back and smile. That's all yeah. cool he did. He let and... Demetrio bloody do most of the heavy lifting in that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and Seabolt was squirming and squirming and around everywhere and just an absolute dick of himself. It was the most painful, ridiculous behaviour I've seen from an adult in a long time, especially one that's coaching a professional football team.
1: Yeah, and, like, when you're – I mean, the players see that. The players talk about that. And when that's going on and the coach has his own friggin' drama that he's wrapped up in, you know, you you, you know that he's occupied with it. So yeah. you just go and do whatever you want. Yep. Um,
0: so some more big news here. Yes. Yeah. I, I haven't told you about.
1: Oh, yeah. this uh, This one, a new one for me. All right.
0: The naming rights for the State of Origin series are now up for sale after sponsor Holden collapsed during the week. Oh,
1: yeah. So so I, I've got a few things about this to talk yeah. about. So first of all, we all knew Holden was going away. I don't he know did. why this has become part of the media cycle in the last week because we knew that Holden was done and dusted like years ago um, when they got rid of the, the, uh, the tariffs and stuff on imports we knew what was going to happen to the Australian car industry um I said during the week does this mean that people instead of having their Holden and they they get a Chevrolet badge and stick that on it will they be driving Chevrolets and putting Holdens on it so that's how we spot douchebags from now on um
0: <laughs> like my, my concern is that every single Holden that's out there now may actually become a limited edition and may actually become a you know, increasing
1: value probably will you know the other thing too like the best part was when when the australian government was giving literally billions of dollars to these car manufacturers that were in australia and then all of a sudden they'd sponsor the state of origin it's like hang on a second you're getting billions of dollars and then you're spending millions of it on the car manufacturers um i remember my uncle once saying Like, anytime he sees a, a, he saw a Holden ad and they'd say, like, oh, you get a free five-year warranty. It's like, no, it's not free. Taxpayers are paying for that. (laughs) So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who takes over the state of origin um, naming rights. There will already be a bunch of companies lining up for it. It's the most watched television event in Australia every year. So, I don't think it's a big problem, but. It no, it's fun. more
0: of a question of who will take it over because it will be it'll have to be a decent sized company because it's going to cost a fair bit,
1: yeah, yeah, I wonder who's out there that will uh what would be a really cool company to sponsor the state of origin
0: i've I've got one okay it's british yeah, the plumbing
1: company the plumbing company. <laughs> Well, Welcome to very, the
0: plumbing company, State of Origin.
1: They're very particular about what they sponsor. Uh, <laughs> what about Totally Wicked, the Totally Wicked State of Origin?
0: There we go. That um, would be... wow, I'm just trying to think of really inappropriate sponsors.
1: <laughs> yeah, so am I. Uh, state of Origin. Hmm. What about Australian Oranges? Sponsor the state of origin.
0: <laughs> that's not a bad idea, you know, after a lot of these areas have been hit by bushfires and stuff.
1: Yeah. Although I do think we get a lot of our oranges from Brazil now. Probably. I know, I know that's what most of our fucking juice companies use, Brazilian oranges.
0: I'd like to see Batlow Apple sponsoring the uh, state of origin. That'd be brilliant.
1: See, I would say I'd like... Uh, strawberry manufacturer to sponsor the State of Oranges, oranges, oranges. See <laughs> State of Oranges. It's the way it just sp- works. It's, yeah, just rolls off the tongue. The problem is, <laughs> it would completely destroy State of Origins like marketing because it would be forever known as State of Oranges. Yes, It's great. <laughs> we can't. We couldn't have strawberries though because they they do have a bit of a uh, a bit of a clouded
0: past.
1: Yeah, you'd have to pull a pin on that.
0: <laughs> that was tidy.
1: Yeah, I'm good with stuff like that.
0: <laughs> um, I, maybe I, people, maybe people can um, can can tweet to our to our podcast account, uh, Fergo Freak Pod, with yeah. some ideas of who would make good sponsors for the State of Origin series.
1: That's a good idea because we don't want it just to just be another betting company, you know. No, we've, no, no. We've, we don't need another betting, betting company. With a fucking a brand new name, some past, pastel fucking logo and a couple of people talking at you telling you about your betting options.
0: Exactly. Tell you what, with all the uh, coronavirus
1: going on, all the fear there, maybe it could be some company that sells antibiotics. What about just corona? Corona? The corona state of origin. Yeah. That and would...
0: then the, the advertising could be the corona state of origin. It'll infect you like nothing
1: else yeah or just infectious the coronavirus it's it's i tell you what it's a catchy name (laughs) oh boy you're on fire (laughs) yeah yeah i had i'm into my one and a half coffees in you're just warming up yeah exactly
0: yeah some other news here which i did see you tweet about Mm -hmm. um Old mate Paul Kent says that the Bears should be reinstated, but this time up in Brisbane because of the stupid scheduling of the Perth 9s somehow proved that WA doesn't need an NRL team.
1: Yeah, well, look, any time that you can resurrect a dead Sydney club no one gave stuff about when it died and move them to Brisbane, you've got to do it. Where, where I mean, they won't give a stuff about it either because it won't be from their area. Yeah, Exactly. I mean, I I know that uh, people in Brisbane are are crying out to support the North Sydney Bears. Um, It's just, I don't know what it is about the Bears. It would make more sense if people were saying, let's get the Newtown Jets back into the NRL in some capacity. I could at least see some tiny little reason why you could make a case for that. Not the North Sydney Bears, though. Uh Paul Kent's got a bit of a a bit of a penchant for the Bears. He's he's sort of pushed
0: his bandwagon a few times in the past, I believe. Yeah. Um But just as I said about um that clown from the courier fail last week. Mm-hmm. I said about Paul Kent on this matter, you're an idiot. But it's having a team in Perth just makes sense in so many different areas. Yeah. The fact that people are willing to ride it off so quickly over an atrociously scheduled nines tournament mm-hmm. is the dumbest crap i've ever heard
1: i agree and i mean we've if if perth is good enough to play a few games a season there and perth is good enough to play a state of origin there and perth enough is good enough to play a nines tournament there even though they stuffed it right up but it's not good enough to play NRL there on a regular basis. It makes no sense to me.
0: No, it's completely devoid of sense, these comments. Um, that's just utterly stupid. Go away, Paul Kent. Go back to yeah. NRL 360 and ask people to give you questions that you don't plan to read
1: or answer. That's that's what you do good. You know what, and this, this plays into this might play into the next thing we talk about. There's just this cycle of old cunts that say dumb shit and they all work for the same companies and they all just do the rounds of the same fucking people talking about the same dumb shit and it's great for us because it lets us break through it lets people that are in the the new sort of rugby league outlets come out and people are flocking to them and they're leaving behind these whinging old idiots that You know, can't see past 1982. Uh, And I'm just sick of it. And everyone's sick of it. And you've got to wonder when they start looking at their bottom line and start thinking to themselves, man, we've got to do something different here because we're putting out out of trash and people are turning away from it.
0: Yeah. I've I've got to say too, um, it's always the Bears that are the team that people... You know these these idiots want brought back. Yeah, why doesn't anyone say bring back Annandale, Glebe. Glebe. Oh Well, they're kind of back now, but yeah, Annandale's not back. Bring bring back Annandale. Where's that Where's
1: that chant? And why is it always the Sydney Club? Yeah, that's true too. Like, why why isn't there a thing of like bring uh, back the Rams? But but just. If you look at Paul Kent's argument, right? Okay, Perth, in his opinion, isn't it's not the time. Okay, so let's bring back a Sydney club in Brisbane. What the fuck is he talking about? Why not bring back the, char- the charges or the crushes or something?
0: Yeah, it's... He's trying to appeal to the North Shore clowns who don't watch the game anymore by giving them a team to support that won't play out of their area. So they won't
1: support them anyway. You know what? North Sydney, right? They were supported by an old supporter base when they're in the comp. Most of their fans are dead.
0: It's just, it's just crazy. I, I, I'm a historian. Okay. I love, I love those, those, um, initial nine teams or eight, especially the eight teams that first started the competition. Um, And, yeah, it would be absolutely fantastic if they were still around today. Mm. But they're not. Yep. And we've got a competition that works at the moment the way it is. So I can't see any reason why there should be any more teams introduced in Sydney. I also don't see any reason why we need to cut any. I think right now we have the perfect number. No more teams in Sydney and no less. Just leave it as it is. Because over the next 20, 30 years, the yep. Population is going to keep growing there. They'll be they'll be fine. They don't need any more teams. So, but who who would you move anyone? Would I move anyone? Yeah, no. I would. I've I've always been opposed to, to cutting or, or relocating sides. Yeah. Um, if I was going to relocate anyone, it'd be a team that could relocate to an area outside of Sydney, but could still access their previous area. And to me, the only teams you could do that with would be Manly to the Central Coast. Mm-hmm they still got the area that can come back to and forth. The other one would have been Cronulla to, around the Illawarra region, but because the dragons had that merger there, kind of shat on that plan a fair bit. Um, what about the West
1: Tigers to Picton?
0: Well, I don't see how that's any real difference, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I feel now, like look, an- I, a little- I've, I've long said that even even coming from the Bowmaine side of things, that the West Tigers should should set up a base at either Liverpool or mm. at Campbelltown, and just say we're going to play everything here, and just have one or two marquee games every year at Leichhardt Oval because that's that's all they should do. Yeah, one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I can't see too much more than that. See so the, the only the only team right now that I would relocate is I would take the Manly Sea Eagles and fling them into the sun. Into the sun, yeah with with the asbestos or not, yeah, oh, with the asbestos and everything, in fact, all of manly, the entire region, you just get a big backo, pick it up, and I don't know get Superman to fling it into the sun, maybe uh, no, you know who could fling it into the sun, the green lantern he's got the some uh, he's got some form there, yeah, I'm starting to uh get an understanding as to why you're.
0: Purchasing a lot of this uh, superhero stuff online. Because I'm awesome? Because maybe this is part of some plot you've got to segregate manly from Earth. There's that possibility. I assume you're going to go over there with a Thor hammer and just smash it on the ground
1: several times as hard as you can until the manly part of Sydney breaks off from the mainland. Well, I tell you what, I was playing with my Thor hammer last night and then I looked at Twitter. And everyone's freaking out about the electrical storm. And I'm like, man, these people need to settle down. I You're mean, just playing with a hammer? Yeah, just playing with a hammer, you know. As you do. Yeah. I was playing with my hammer and I was polishing my helmet.
0: Oh, that's... Uh... I mean, that, that's the sort of thing you do do in your downtime?
1: Yeah. it's Between that and uh, gripping my lightsaber with two hands as well. I like doing that. That's what she said. <laughs> um,
0: so we've got a bit, of, a bit of world news here. Yeah. English rugby league Ben Thaler has been stood down from refereeing games in England, and he's being investigated for, insert rumour here. Um, mm-hmm. There's an article up on the BBC at the moment. Mm-hmm and it says Ben Thaler is shocked by the investigation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Suspended Super League referee Ben Thaler is shocked by the Rugby Football League's investigation into him, according to his lawyer. The 38-year-old has not officiated since he was in charge of Hull FC's win over Leeds Rhinos on February 2nd. The RFL suspended Thaler pending the outcome of an internal investigation. The reasons for the inquiry have not been disclosed. Ben is treating this investigation seriously, Richard Kramer said. He's shocked by what has happened. He has an impeccable record since joining the RFL in 2006. He wants to get
1: back refereeing and wants to get back quickly, Kramer added to the BBC. That's it. Yeah, it's a weird one. I've got no idea what is supposed to have happened. Um, I I was looking at Twitter a couple of nights ago and pretty much no one was saying anything. Um, It's a weird one to suspend a referee like that. Uh, all I can
0: say all I can say is this is the difference
1: between um
0: England and Australia with the media around rugby league yeah is that if this happened in Australia the oh. actual well you know the actual details of what went on yeah. would be known by everyone or there would be rumours suggesting what it was by everyone all around
1: the place but in England no one knows a word yeah and i think that if it happened in Australia too like if There was no word about what had happened. The journos would just make it up anyway. Exactly right. There'd be staff writers who'd be writing their asses off, um, you know, and there'd be a complete breakdown of why in five years' time the sport won't exist because of this incident, you know, and then it had turned out that, you know, the the referee in question was just had to step down because, They'd been in China in the Wuhan province, and they just wanted to be careful about the coronavirus. Something stupid like that. I don't know what's happened with Ben <laughs> Taylor. Hopefully, no. it is resolved really, really quickly because whatever it is, it's obviously really serious. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a worry, but they're obviously right on top of it, which is good news.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of other uh, big news over there in England. There's another press release come from the Catalan Dragons.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Catalan Dragons has assured Super League that a thorough investigation has been carried out following an incident which took place at the Stade Gilbert Brutus on Saturday evening. It was reported that two Castleford supporters were told to remove rainbow flags during Saturday's fixture in Perpignan. The club's investigation has found that one person was asked to remove a flag because it was covering an advertising board. Mm -hmm. Footage shows that the flag was not taken off the supporter. Rainbow flags are welcome at all Super League grounds in line, subject to stadium regulations. However, when flags or banners of any kind are draped over advertising, hoardings, club security staff can ask for them to be removed on health and safety grounds. (laughs) It's vital to our health and safety that the advertising can be seen.
1: You've got to see it.
0: Have to see
1: it. I, Um, I know whenever I see an advertising board that isn't, flogging alcohol or betting, I start feeling nauseous. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I start vomiting whenever I see a flag draped over a sponsor show and shine. I'm going, something yeah. doesn't feel right. One hundred percent. And you know, how how big would a flag have to be to properly cover some of the signage we see at grounds? Exactly. It'd have to be like fifty feet long.
0: <laughs> um there is clearly a commercial aspect to consider regarding club sponsors as well. The RFL has also informed Superlink that it will be carrying out its own independent investigation. The findings of that will be released in due course. The RFL replied, we thank Catalans for instigating their own investigation, but we will need time to consider all the available evidence before reaching any
1: conclusions. Oh it, there's a few things down. <laughs> it's really making a mountain out of a mole wheel, let's be honest about it, right? <clears throat> but we saw remember last year we saw uh somebody have a sign removed from them at a dragon's game yeah and like we talked about it a little bit and said that it is probably it was probably just down to one person uh thinking they were doing the right thing by the club in their their job in their capacity as a you know, an attendee, an attendant, or whatever you want to call them. Um, I do see a point where, you know, if you're a club and you've got sponsors you on the signage, they need to be visible. Uh, so I can see a point there. And if the flag wasn't physically removed from the person, that's a good sign. And the fact that they're saying, look, bring your flags, that's all good, that's a good sign. I think that this is probably just a lot of oversensitivity is, is my guess. But at the uh, same time, I, I actually put out a message and it was just on open Twitter to the person that had the flag removed and asked them if they wanted to come on the podcast and tell us what happened from their point of view. Um, It would have been cool to have that happen. Didn't get a reply, unfortunately, but my guess is they probably got 100,000 replies um, on that day. um. But yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like this is a, a lot of hot air about nothing, really.
0: It's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's just nonsense.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that the rugby football league's doing an investigation though, because it sounds like it warrants a second one. I'm wondering mm. if there's a correlation between the last two stories. Was
0: Ben Thaler the person waving the flag? Imagine if it was. <laughs> <laughs> so good oh man we figured it out we've uncovered it so it's, it's we've now saved the
1: rfl from doing two
0: investigations they're just got to do one
1: now exactly so i love the way that these all of these corporate organizations they right. they like well we've got to set up a committee to set up the committee to run an investigation and then we do the investigation and then someone else has to investigate the investigation and it's like oh please can we just fucking get on with life Stop making jobs for yourselves, you pricks. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh two days ago we got an, a statement from the International Rugby League about the Tongan National Rugby League. Yep. At its board meeting on February 13, the directors carefully considered the position of Tongan National Rugby League, which has been suspended since October in the light of wide-ranging consultation with stakeholders in the Tongan game. After that meeting, the board wrote to TNRNRL. Advising them of the resolution passed at that meeting, which is to expel TNRL from the membership. There is a process within the IRL constitution for dealing with membership issues, which IRL is following. TNRL has one week to appeal the board's decision. Should it choose to do so, the matter will be decided by the members in general meeting. There will be no further comments until due constitutional process is completed. But what that's essentially saying is that Tonga has been kicked out of the International Rugby League. Mm-hmm. <coughs> the Tongan invitational 17 that took their place which is exactly it was exactly the same Tongan side just with a different name for some odd reason mm-hmm. um they will likely step in the the Tongan rugby league team's place at the World Cup and everything will just go ahead as per usual but for some reason they'll have to be called invitational uh which is just nonsense but anyway a bit weird. um that's the situation.
1: Yeah, my and look, my guess is they've got to kick out the old Tongan rugby league to then be able to bring in the new one. Um, I don't know that the new one's been set up yet. I don't think it has. But obviously, there's an organisation running there. I mean, the 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 player, everything's running as normal in terms of the um, international team. I wonder the effect this is happening on the local Tongan Rugby League though and what's happening there in Tonga uh, because that will be overlooked by a lot of people in the media. So hopefully there's not too much disruption there. But it needs to be sorted out. It should be sorted out before the World Cup, you would think. I mean, the World Cup's at the end of next year. So surely it'll be sorted out by then, you'd think. You would hope so. Yeah. Now, I've
0: got something... Very, very exciting. Yeah. Um, it's to do with the story we mentioned already earlier. And I didn't bring it up then because we're having a conversation, but this really needs to be brought, brought up and have its own sort of separate moment in the show. Mm-hmm. James Hood on has written an article.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: That has quotes in it.
1: And I know the words you're saying individually, but together they don't make any sense.
0: I know. I actually had to look at it a few times to see if he was quoting himself while he was yeah. talking. Yeah. But it was actually quoting a player who spoke to him.
1: Wow. That's almost like what a, a journalist would do.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically journalism.
1: That's very cool.
0: Yeah, so... Must have um, been a nice change for him, eh? Well, I don't know if it was a nice change or not, because it would have meant that he had to go and actually do some, you know, either ring up someone or go and see them. Yeah. It's so much easier to just type, like, 190 words and go, that's an article, send. True. I mean, just... this time he's actually had to go and talk and listen and
1: then type it up. That's three jobs, man. It it must be interesting for this article compared to the rest of them because the tag on this one would have to be tagged as nonfiction.
0: Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. So it's uh it's it's very very exciting news. I'm mm-hmm. hoping, I'm hoping the hood on it keeps this form up because um I tell you what he's 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 getting on the front foot early.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a good start to the year that he's he's written an actual piece of journalism. Um, and it was I'm guessing it was about uh Josh Morris whinging that he's not a Sydney Rooster right now. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 It was just all talk of I spoke to the boys and my brother this, and we yeah. played together here, there, and everywhere, and blah, blah, blah. It, the, the, the content is pretty much boring as, as batshit, but people, I urge you to read it. If you give it heaps and heaps of hits, he might get inspired and think, oh, people like it when I speak to people. It you might know, just prompt him into being a proper journalist instead of that horsemonger, that uh, that ass arsehole
1: shit he was doing before about latrell mitchell which is just all horse shit do you reckon it would be like because obviously he spends many hours a day just scowling at himself in the mirror do you reckon that if he got heaps of hits for an article with the actual quotes in it it'd be like that scene in the joker where the joker's like frowning but he forces he, he puts his fingers in his mouth and he forces it to look like he's smiling, like just because he doesn't know how to do it himself.
0: I don't know, so. I think I think with James Hooper, if he sat there and looked in a mirror mm-hmm. and then went to speak, yeah, he'd start crying because he thinks someone's yelling at him, and then before <laughs> realizing it's just him talking to himself, yeah, must be say, really good. you're a good looking man, Jack
1: yeah. ah, stop yelling at <laughs> me.
0: He'd run away and hide somewhere. Under his bed, probably.
1: He's going in the right direction, though.
0: Which he is. is. Good, good, good work, James. We're definitely not going to criticise you here. We're, we're very proud of the effort you've done. You've taken a big step. You've done well, little fella. <laughs> not condescending at all.
1: Keep this, this up. He's a good boy. Be a good journalist one day.
0: <laughs> Keep it up, mate. Keep it up. Um...
1: I think that's pretty much all of the all of the news we had there. Yeah, there's not much else I can think of. Uh, there was a, a little bit of an article I saw where Israel Folau wasn't going to be involved in the opposed training session that the Catalan Dragons were doing with the Sydney Roosters, and and I think that's a smart move by him, um, and by by everyone really. They none, no one needs the distractions. Boyd Cordner is out of the World Club Challenge. I saw that news earlier. I don't know who's over there for the Roosters for the World Club Challenge. That game's on the 23rd, I believe. Yes, quarter to seven
0: on Sunday morning.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a non-event in Rugby League, let alone the rest of the sporting world. We'll do an episode. We might do a, a full World Club Challenge history episode next week leading into it. Is it next week or is it this weekend? This weekend. This uh, weekend. Jesus. And it's the Roosters versus St. Helens.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Which, that's actually the same two teams who played in the very first World Club Challenge back in 1976. World Club Challenge history episode
1: finished. Dumb.
0: Um <laughs> And on that occasion, the Roosters won 25 to 2.
1: Nice. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, and I can't think of too much else. It's, oh, I saw a thing about... Uh, in the Sydney Morning Herald, they were saying how Tyrone May is going to be playing football this year, and it's like, of course he will. These fucking clubs can't help themselves; they embrace these. I was going to
0: say, was it a, was it a redemption story about him? Give that's, it. Time. That's due.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're ready for a redemption story. They'll talk about how he he you know feeds puppy dogs or some bullshit. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's about it that's happening in rugby league at the moment. It's been a little bit quiet, but I don't think that's too bad of a thing, to be honest.
0: No, nah, no. Well, this weekend we see a lot of trials being played as well, um, and next weekend, so... Um, and Fox... Uh, sorry, the NRL website will be live-streaming them, so if you've got a, a pass or a membership, whatever it is that they've got there, um, you can log on there and watch them for free.
1: So... I heard, I heard a dirty rumour, a dirty, dirty rumour, that we might be doing a live stream during one of those trial games, but it's Ooh, not going
0: to spread that around.
1: I don't know. Maybe if you go to nrlrumors.com.
0: <laughs> that was,
1: <laughs> man. That was tidy. Yeah, yeah. I like to. You got to cross promote everything. That's how it works these days. Everything. I learned that from. Uh, yeah, I learned that from Kim Kardashian.
0: <laughs> Actually, I was going to say there was one other bit of news. Yeah, the International Rugby League have now appointed their new independent chairperson, mm-hmm. um, Greg Barkley. I don't know who he is, but the reason why I wanted to bring this up is they actually had three positions uh, become available, I believe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they advertised them last year. And yep. I applied for one of those positions, knowing full well that I wouldn't be wouldn't get it, yep. but I applied anyway, and I made it. I made a serious application, not a joke one and they got back to me and said yeah sorry but you're not the sort of person that we're looking
1: for and I was like
0: what more do you want
1: yeah well I mean as a rugby league historian a rugby league statistician somebody that actually uh, has all of the international results uh, and lineups on on a website that you cultivate somebody that's a writer uh, somebody that's involved in in you know, doing audio and and things like that. I was going to say author and media. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you just you just sound like the complete opposite of what they're after, quite honestly. Yeah, uh, I I would guess, I would guess that all of these positions are going to people based in England, funnily enough. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: weird. That's weird. Um- Wayne Pierce has has taken over from Peter Beattie on the board.
1: Oh, Piercy. Nice. Well, that's he'll he'll be able to go to all them junkets. Yeah. So, I mean, that's other than
0: that, it's uh, deputy chair is Troy Grant and Emmy Young. So, I don't know who these people are, but um, good luck to you. Hope you do a better job than the last mob.
1: Yeah, and that's just one thing to the International Rugby League. Really nice that you've got the Rugby League International Federation website up and running, and it's crap. And then you've got the International Rugby League website that is also up and running, which is also crap. Um, It's cool well, that there's that confusion element there. I like that. Keep people, you know... Not that there's not enough confusion already about what Rugby League and Rugby Union and Rugby what. Let's have two separate websites and not know which one to go to and make them both crap, just keep people on their toes. Really cool marketing idea, very viral.
0: And, and both of them actually, when you when you first open them up, they both look identical.
1: Yeah. But then the, and, and the way that you sort of – the thing that makes them similar to each other – is the complete lack of information, which minimalistic, they call that, in the industry.
0: What's the uh, URL for the current or the
1: the old website? Let me find it because I ha- I, ha- I did have it up earlier. Uh, I might have I got it, rid of it.
0: It's RLIF.com.
1: Okay. And Makes you sense. Have the, the League
0: International so That's what it stands yeah. for. Makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's the new one? I think it's isn't
1: it I R L dot sport? I N T R L dot sport. I N T R L dot sport. That'll catch on. I'm just looking Control. up I'm just looking up another one. Just seeing what comes up when you put this one in. Uh come on. You know what they need to do?
0: Right? What's
1: that? They need to purchase the website address internationalrl.com. dot com probably probably be able to get that for I would say less than a hundred thousand dollars US. Oh yeah, US.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: sure. Sure, the owner of that only deals in US dollars, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be available.
0: Yeah. Well, just so happens. Yeah. That I know someone. Yeah. who knows the person who yeah. owns that URL. Nice. So if the RLF wanted to have a conversation, want to have a dialogue with that person, call me. I'll, I'll get you connected. You can sort them out. I can sort them out. There you might know, be like a... There will be
1: a spotter's fee.
0: Yeah. It oh, might be, it'd be just under $100,000 US.
1: Yeah, because you only deal in US dollars, Andrew. That's right. I would also say that... Uh, there's probably some sort of deal that can be done on the price that would involve somebody working out a deal to get some <laughs> involved with a job within the International Rugby League Federation. Just saying.
0: Well, you know, I mean, if the spotters fee comes out and they pay a
1: bit more, then no, I worry about the second part. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. i tell you, the other one they should get is Um <laughs> It's just... It just makes sense, is all I'm saying, you know. There, There is going to be a World Nines again, isn't there? Probably in 17 years or so. <laughs> in England. Yeah, in England. They'll they'll do a worldwide search for a venue, and it'll just happen to be like, you know, fucking Huntley. The Shade.
0: They'll play it at yeah. The Shade. Yeah. I'm not saying
1: The Shade's a bad venue, but that's where they'll play it. I'm going to say the Shea's a bad venue. Fuck it, <laughs> you shithole. I don't mind the Shea. I'm
0: saying that as someone who's never been there. Yeah.
1: Hey, you know what's really funny is when you put in IRL into Google. No yeah. There's no rugby league there at all. None. Nothing. Because their branding's been so terrible. I mean, they don't even know what website they're using. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, I just thought that that was funny.
0: Yeah, it was, it's very interesting. Yeah, uh, the the new online destination for international rugby league is coming in twenty twenty. Well, twenty twenty has come. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and it wasn't that impressive. Apparently, <laughs> uh, how much longer have we got to wait for? Exactly. I tell you what, forget the forget that one. You just go to internationalrl.com. dot com. I don't know. I've I've, I've not been there. I'm sure that it is very comprehensive
0: I'll have a look right now I can see right now
1: very comprehensive 100,000 US dollars and they have it forever that's a pretty good deal yeah no strings attached no no there you go sometimes people step in as caretakers of these things it's wonderful yeah so, have we had any emails? You know what? I searched I looked before, okay. And we didn't have any new emails. So I'm gonna look again. Okay. because I'm always I'm always hopeful that our supporters, our followers, our listeners, I guess we should call them, are gonna send something in. Turns out they haven't. Never mind. Did did we get any spam? No spam. No spam. <sighs> Although there was LinkedIn spam. Man, we oh LinkedIn look- spam. Oh, my goodness. What are they selling us on LinkedIn? Uh, it's just another person trying to tell us how to market shit. You know, there's always some idiot on LinkedIn saying, oh, you know, I see you could use some marketing. And it's like, no, you found me. It worked. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it then. Yeah. Yes, we've uh, we've done well in this episode, I reckon. We've done and very well. the The numbers are fantastic. Thank you for everybody that's listening. Um, and the next one, the next episode, I think we'll do. What day is it today? Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I think the next one we'll do will be that bigger one that we we're talking about. We're mm-hmm. going to make it this one. We'll do that. All right. uh, We'll have to find some some, some time for that.
0: Okay, so I'll just press stop recording, and then we'll then I'll press record again. We'll do it again in about three minutes' time. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. You know what? I was talking last night uh, with Katie and Julie, and they were talking about they they had this idea for a podcast, and then I said, "Well, let's do it," and they made up a hundred million excuses as to why they couldn't do it, and it wasn't good enough. That's feeble. Bullshit! I That's was feeble. like. I was disgusted. Young I, people these days, what are we going to do with them? I know. I said to them, like, their number one priority should be the podcast. Forget everything, family. Like, children? What? Just, the podcast is number one. I'll be right. Just give them a Mars bar and put them in the corner. They'll be fine. You just just do, you know, you, you put them out the back in their cage and they're fine. Put the chain on. Oh yeah, you got to chain them up. Yeah, you think that's security? Come on, you don't man! Run over the. You don't want them jumping over the fence. Yeah, put some water in their bowl. Bit of kibble down for them. It's good. That's all they, they need. They'll keep. Yeah. Keep chipping away at that one, mate. You keep chipping away there. Yeah, I will. I will. Don't worry. I'll. I'll. Um. I, I've got this thing. I like using peer pressure. I'll break them down over time. It'll be fantastic. That is fantastic.
0: All righty. On that magnificent note, we might wrap this one up, eh? Sounds like a plan. All righty. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll catch you next time.